a Shishkin Productions podcast. You have your radio recording devices on? Get them on. It happens all over the world. People come together, kicking a soccer ball around, and it's a great uniter. Find me. I don't care anymore. Drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Calling All Casuals. As always, I'm Alexi, trying to come for Alexi Lawless's crown in the American soccer media landscape. What's up, y'all? It's Amy, the resident casual, keeping it casual. Yeah, the one and only. What's up, everyone? Producer Eric in the house yet again. Producing, making coffee. Not producing, just making coffee today. Yeah. And we got a uh, quizmaster Jordy, who's got no quiz today, so I will go by my government name, producer Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy brought a Jordy brought a good segment. Jordy brought a, a kind of a deep dive history segment. Oh, deep. And uh, I don't want to tease too much, but it might mm. uh, it might be up for a khaki. At the end of the show today, because this is the season finale, we're going to get into our khaki awards. That's the calling all casuals awards, the khaki awards. We call them the khakis. We're going to be giving out some awards. It's going to be great. So it's going to be action-packed last segment. We've got a lot of fun stuff leading up to that. Uh, but yes, this is the last show of the season. So wow. all off-season long, we will be doing... The feed will still be alive. It'll just be old segments revisited, so you can just hear them on their own. Because stuff like the Claudio Gentile story, that shit never gets old. All the highlights. You guys are going to get all the highlights yeah. all off-season long. All the best stuff. It was a wild ride. It was a really wild ride. It has been. Kind of crazy. We put together a lot of good shows. Uh, and we're going to... This one's going to be the best of them all. Uh, before we get into it, what we were excited for last week, Amy, you wrote Red Bulls. Will they make the playoffs? They did. Did they ever. They had... Emphatic Yeah, I have to say... Their wild card match was probably, yeah, the wild probably card their match was wildest nuts. game of the season. Really. Pretty yeah, wild, man. wild card. Um, Good, they saved it all for the playoffs. So hopefully they'll do all right. We're we're gonna we're gonna get to our um our brackets at the end too. Yeah. But hopefully they make a run. We'll see. Uh, Eric, you're excited for the Merseyside Derby. Uh, it was pretty uneventful. It ended as a contest in the first half when Ashley Young, the most experienced player on the pitch, received two yellow cards and Everton went a man down. And then there was a pen to add to that. So Pretty dull. Liverpool took it. Yeah, pretty easy routine win, I would say. So I was hoping for a lot more, but you get what you get. Yeah, well, you got more than than the Timbers. I was excited for the (laughs) Timbers and uh, we lost. We we fucked up big time. We There was like six different scenarios where we could get in. None of them happened. Everything went against us. God. And really, at the end of the day, we lost our match. We shouldn't have lost. All we needed was a draw. And so we didn't make the playoffs. In the mud. Yeah, in the, the mud. The dream is over. Dream is over for this year. But um, there's always next year. A little piece of the dream is still alive because as long as Seattle loses, then the, <laughs> that's the dream. That's the last part of the dream. Jordan, I don't know what you're excited for. Last I was excited week. for the know. London Derby. The oh, yeah. Right. Gunners versus... Producer Eric's dog shit Chelsea, yeah. <laughs> that one paid off. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah. But it, then um, with that. It was pretty tense. Yeah, it was very tense. I maybe cried a little bit, but I, you know, set a timer on my phone and then snapped right out of it. But yeah, clawed it back. That is a championship mentality those those lads have to claw it back and, you know, not give Pochettino a win. That one was pretty exciting. That was you're, the second most exciting out of all the matches. The Red yeah. Bulls one, I think. Was you're, you're repping 
You're repping you your damn team right. today. You've got the kit on. I gotta let him know. <laughs> yeah, you have this weird gray Arsenal kit on. Today. Yeah, it's like a training top. I can, I'm too poor I for the real thing. I like the colors though. The colors. I do like the color scheme. I like the pink and the gray. It's okay. Amy, before we really get into the show, what's up with the social plugs? The social plugs. Y'all can find us on the social medias at Calling All Casuals. We are most active on TikTok. We also have Instagram. Handle is Calling All Casuals on both. We also have a almost extinct Twitter account at Calling Casuals. And our lovely email inbox. If you want (laughs) to keep it old school, send in an email. We are callingallcasuals at gmail.com. That's right. And you'll remember at the end of last week's show, I yep. said we're going to get to that email that we got. <laughs> and producer Eric accidentally deleted Somebody it. Somebody deleted oh my God. the email. Producer permanently. Eric accidentally deleted it. He's like, why is there forever. anything in this box? Gone. <laughs> I'm <laughs> making room in the inbox for all y'all. All right. <laughs> you're just, you're so excited Hit for next up. season. <laughs> A little off the top. Hit us up, yeah. Um, wow. All right. So last week's picks, pretty crazy. Amy and I, if you recall correct, if you, if I recall correctly, we were tied with 12 wins each it all came down to last week amy got a shocking nine of her shocking picks. hey nine, nine's really really Absolutely good i really put a lot of thought into it. my picks amy last got week. nine amy, of her picks it. right and i got eight of my picks right but i nailed my lock so that's you a plus did. one eric got seven right not not bad we all did it, a, it was tight it was tight we all yeah. had a pretty good week so that means we each got nine Still, Me and you, still which tied. is a draw, so we're still tied. So it's going to come down to how our brackets are, and we'll wow. see. It's coming down to the playoffs between yeah. you two. It's, a it's true, very exciting. A true soccer score. Yeah. Yeah. We had a draw. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> we couldn't have planned we, it we more spent perfectly. Like Thirty-six weeks doing this to end in a draw is yeah. classic. That makes sense. That's crazy. When I was going through the picks yesterday, I couldn't believe it. I was like. Are you? I had to double. I double, triple, quadruple checked. Like I couldn't believe that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> pretty good. And because you got your lock, we we tied. Yeah. See, remember at the beginning of the year, she was like, "I don't want to do picks. Like you're gonna kill me in picks." I was like, "Trust me, it, it's not gonna kill you in picks." It's, you know, it's anyone's game, it's really. Yeah, especially with Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer is anyone's game. Ooh, always. This is why we love the game. The, um, the beautiful game. The beautiful game. All right, let's get into the news and the tea. So we talked a little bit already about the wild card round that happened. Again, MLS are doing a weird uh, format for the playoffs this year. There's two wild card round play-in games, so to speak. Red Bulls versus Charlotte, where Red Bulls trounced Charlotte five-two to a maybe twenty percent full stadium in uh, oh, New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Was, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how full it was, but the the images I saw, it was so... Man. It was quiet, and there was, like, nobody there. It was pretty pretty sad, honestly. This was a, this was a midweek game. Yeah. 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 Well, and it was really. it's in Jersey. I mean, it makes sense, but it's, your, it's a playoff game. I got it's a like, wife. I got on, kids. Um, and the other wild card round match was Sporting Kansas City versus San Jose, which Sporting Kansas City won 4-2 to on penalties after a great performance from Tim Melia in goal. So, Kansas City are into the playoffs, as are New York Red Bulls. My both two of, teams. Both of Amy's teams. They <laughs> snuck in. Somehow it happened. Um, I don't know. Did you guys watch the games? What do you think? Didn't catch them? I didn't watch. I, like, was watching the score, but I didn't actually watch the match. John Tolkien scored a sick free kick. I sent it in yeah, the chat. Uh, yeah, I saw that clip. That was pretty nice. In the chat. Um, but that was, yeah, there you go. So, 
playoffs are about to get started. They will be kicking off, I believe, this Saturday. So this weekend, huh? Yeah. So exciting! Big stuff. Saturday coming up, where we're gonna have uh, uh, El Clasico, right? I believe this Saturday as well. Coming so up, weekend. yeah, yes, sir. MLS playoffs and El Clasico, the two Lots of footy things happening. that everybody is most interested in. Too much. I don't um, have enough screens. Oh, also, yes. The Manchester Derby. Oh, there you go. And and the Prem, the which, which will be very exciting. It's going to be a wild. Always Saturday. a good one. Yeah, lots of derbies. Got the playoffs. Lot to watch. Yeah, see, can't I'm, watch all of it. It's going to be impossible. I'll watch all of I it. could spend all day <laughs> at banter just watching it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not gonna because I got a I, I got my Halloween costume. I got a party to get to. I'm gonna be fucking chilling. I think the the craziest part about these matches is they all tend to be on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so, impossible I mean, I, to watch all. Yeah, of them. you can't Hate watch it. them all. But is that better, or would it be better to have one after the other and to spend like twelve hours watching soccer? I don't really know. You guys have to. Oh, twelve, 12 hours watching soccer, <laughs> definitely twelve hours watching soccer. Twist my right? arm. If I could, yeah, I, I would do the twelve hours. Oh, bed sores, twelve just with hour TV <laughs> on. So ridiculous. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, actually, it looks like two games are happening. Uh, actually, these MLS matches are. There's a 5 p.m. Philly versus New England and 8 p.m. LAFC versus Vancouver. So they're not at the same time. Yeah. Then Sunday, Houston Salt Lake at 6, Cincinnati Red Bulls at 8, St. Louis Kansas City at 10. So there actually is so no So they no did overlap. stagger them. They're trying to get that yeah. th- their viewership up. Oh, that's Try great. Try to get those numbers up. Well, then Sunday, bro, Sunday I will be watching cuz I don't think I have plans on Sunday. But and that's St. Louis Kansas City is going to be a banger of a match. Yeah, that one. On the day of rest. Yeah, on the Lord's Day. Because that is a Derby. Day. On the Sabbath. Sort a little of, Derby, yeah. I guess, I it mean, is, definitely, as I'd say. It's a new one. St. But, Louis yeah. is a new team. Yeah. Um, should we, what do you guys, which direction do you guys want to go in? Do you want to stick with MLS for this? Sure, why not? Let's do all the MLS news. Okay, let's do all the MLS news. Um, first of all, what is, I guess Rooney gets booed is not MLS news? Uh, I mean, it's kind of MLS news. Who put it's that right in right on there. the edge. I put that in there. Well, let's do that one. Why don't you do that okay, one? Okay, yeah, so... New Birmingham City manager Wayne Rooney um, has said he is not concerned with his side after they were booed off in his first home game and charge following a 2-0 defeat to Hull City on Wednesday. He's not a good manager. I mean, am, I, am I tripping? I just don't think he's a very good it's, manager. I mean, I don't know. It's you, you can take a great player, but it doesn't always translate to like teaching the or you know getting a philosophy down to and then translating it to other people. Unless you're a total psycho like Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I don't think being a good player automatically equals being a good manager yeah. and I also don't think you have to have been a good player to be a good manager right yeah I mean so. exactly yeah, I just don't understand why people expect the most from him like he's not he's a big has, name he, has he not pro- he's not proven himself anywhere though am I tripping I like he hasn't where has he ever got he's results a legend. Yeah. He's, he's a legend in the English game bro. yeah but where has he ever got results as a manager <laughs> that's what I'm saying it so beats me why, yeah. why would the but, fan like why would first of all why would would he even get a job I don't know I wouldn't hire him I wouldn't want him as a manager of my, of he's, my club he's also on like high wages over there yeah it's crazy at his new club and he's got quite the he's job the, to getting, do there because they are bad he's they're, the, they're not the good Brady Bucks yeah, yeah Brady Bucks. What, what was it he was making like double what their old three were? times what the old gaffer was oh, earning over yeah. there can you imagine how that would feel like that would be so shitty yeah, for to who? lose your job for the previous oh, yeah. manager to lose your job, get replaced by somebody on name alone, and then they're making three times what you're I making. Think, yeah. I think it, the atmosphere without the results too. Yeah. Right. So. I think the atmosphere in the locker room is probably weird too, because of course you're like, oh well, this is a legend, so that's cool, but. I don't know. They probably understand the weird politics of it, right? I don't yeah. know. I think it would be weird. I'd just be like, mm. I mean, I, I think that's what the the you know the 
ownership at the club think it's like we'll put a guy like that in the dressing room and like there's no way they can't fail or they they, they can't won't succeed. be motivated or right yeah, yeah so but it's just like it's 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 different when you're playing and then when you're coaching because when you're playing you're you're in the shit together with the boys but when you're coaching <laughs> it's just like i could lose my fucking job if you guys don't perform so it, it is a yeah. different dynamic yeah, the the trip. I didn't know the triple salary thing. That's yeah. what gets me. That's wild. That's yeah, crazy. Also, man, I I remember when we went to the match, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I watched him like we were like he lets his coaching staff right do the next work. to him. He is really hands off. He's like really reserved. He lets all the other coaches handle pretty much everything, and he just hangs out on the bench. Hell yeah, cut the check, and, bro. And like that, I don't get that. Like Act if, your wage. If if you're in charge of a team, like. You have to be out there commanding respect. Like he I, just he he seems like he's just reluctant to like to e- do anything. Even yet, I I think that there's two sides to it, right? Like if you're a coach, you can't your 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 impact like, is up to the game. And during the match, yeah, you can like you can make substitutions. That's re- you can yell da da da. But that's not. Yeah. You, it's all about the players on the pitch, really. Right. So I think he's like, I'm. What am I going to do? I'm just going to sit and. and let things happen but there's also a psychology to it like if you're up on the touchline and moving around and passionate and trying to get things going that's a good psychology and so the players might respond positively to it i don't know it's, it's weird. As I, think a player, coaching, I think coaching is more psychology than it is tactics yeah and i mean he might be a legend but you have to have the respect of your team yeah and if he's not only a reputation right yeah. exactly not yeah. just like oh you are a great player but if he hasn't really proven himself as a manager like how can you expect a team to respect him and yeah. if you don't respect your manager that's and that's you're my whole thing like, you've lost the dressing room you already can, you can be a great player or not be a great player but like my whole thing is it's like let's see your track record like if if you've got success, I don't care who you are. It's just like, this guy knows something I don't know. I'll listen to him. I'll, you know, follow mm-hmm. him yeah. into the mall of madness. But if you have... <laughs> the a, mall of madness. The mall of madness. Like if that. you have... Uh, uh, Never but then you that. look at a guy like Chavi Alonso, who's actually killing it over in Germany, uh-huh. and he's got them playing out of their minds, then it's just like, okay, you can see that there's a difference <laughs> you get the Leverkusen kid I got on. the kid on today yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's a there's a gulf in and you always see it it's always a specific type of player it's always a number six yeah. the guys who are the smart very ones. successful or the passionate the defensive ones. mids yeah. are always the smartest players on the pitch yeah. because yeah. they just play in that little area where you you have to be smart and yeah. play the ball Quickly, I right. need to start playing as a defensive mid at our pickup games because I'm no, clearly no, one no, of the smartest players. You don't have to come for your spot, bro. Yeah. Today in pickup, I, Amy, Eric <laughs> fell over. All right, bro. All right, the people don't want to hear about me falling over at pickup. This is only relevant. Look at the camera. This is only relevant. I really should have made it today. He, he We're talking got, about Wayne Rooney, guys. Let's <laughs> stay on the topic. The fir- first, he, set it up for was, me. How to have Well, there was there was three moments. It was like a you know it's like rule of threes and comedy. The yeah. third thing always sets it off. He got the ball. <laughs> he passes to the opposing team. So that was bad. Then they like almost scored on us. Then he got the ball again and he just like lost it. And then they almost scored on us, but they didn't because our goalie's awesome. Third time the ball comes to him. He turns to take a player on, tries to do like a little step over, just trips and falls God. over. 
<laughs> they take the ball. It was a mall of madness. They, they almost yeah, it, was it was a mall of madness. <laughs> mall of madness. <laughs> but they never scored. So well, this is the news and the tea section. So yes. thanks for spelling the tea the about. Tea. Let everyone know about my howlers. God, I'll tell you that the tea. I was running around today. It was crazy. That's fucking oh, news. That's he was news that news to me. Um, let's uh, get into another MLS adjacent thing here. I don't know. This isn't really important, but Victor Osimhen said uh, in some interview that you know he was offered uh, he was offered this offseason money to go to Saudi and like big money and he rejected it and he was asked if he would rather play in MLS or Saudi if he was given the same conditions and he said well if I had the same conditions I would go to MLS so kind of cool that MLS gets a wait until that is they offer him a paycheck well yeah yeah, that's very cool that he said that I think again it's a great shout to MLS on the international stage but what does same conditions mean does that include salary oh yeah same money money. I mean Yeah, why? That's a no-brainer. Wouldn't? Yeah, it is a no-brainer. Like that's a dumb question, in not my what opinion. We think, but maybe it's not a no-brainer. What? Wouldn't you rather play somewhere here? I mean, I, I mean, guess Messi you could got get... offered way more money, and he came here instead. Yeah, he's he's earning a lot here, bro. He and is, yeah. and he already has a lot. I think also so. he was kind of done with the whole Messi Ronaldo. Nonsense. Oh yeah, he was just like, I, I don't want to go over there and keep doing this shit. I but. bet a hundred percent he was not trying to do Ronaldo versus Leo Messi again. Yeah, so over in, do you well, think Ronaldo would have had to go to Kansas City because they haven't discovered <laughs> they haven't discovered <laughs> it right? God, right? So oh my god, that's goodness. why he said no. I wonder. They said who... you want to live in Saudi Arabia or Kansas City. He said Saudi Arabia. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, Kansas City's probably not great, but I'd probably rather live there and well, have the ability to like you're you saying live Chris- somewhere cooler you in the offseason. You're saying ask Bugatti's around? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. That makes sense. You get a Bugatti drive it around the only bugatti in kansas city why does that sound like a one-act no, play or something like that <laughs> uh, i wrote the only bugatti in kansas city it's off 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 broadway bars yeah um so yeah, yeah that wasn't really news i guess uh there's mls awards finalists let's get to that to close this segment out so let's save that for now um you guys want to pick one of these last two that are remaining well i liked this um I love a good I love a good scandal uh, you know me yeah. <laughs> hopefully they can make this one go away so do either of you know kind of the details about what happened with it because I, I I know a very I just know what happened I, I don't I don't know all, all the deets Jordan yeah, you know anything about it I don't really know the I mean details yeah I, I just kind of know what happened it's this is funny because this is like on the on the not really on the heels of it but the um the player for Brentford. Oh, yeah. Ivan, Ivan Tony. Tony. Ivan Tony, yeah. He got hit with, like, I think 287 charges mm-hmm. and only, like, 267 stuck. So did they give him, like, you know, a pass on those? They were just like... Eric's like, this is plenty. Yeah, <laughs> nail this guy we to the enough. wall. Yeah. But it's funny because he only got suspended 10 months, I think, Ivan Tony. It was, like, uh, eight months, I, I think. I think it was eight months. This, uh, or seven. Well, well this guy, Sandra Tonali, Tonali yeah, he got also got banned months. for 10 months. So I don't so know. I don't know him. He... Yeah. He clearly is making a lot of money. So he just he must came over to Newcastle and right. Newcastle were like there, yeah. they really like him. He was a big signing out of AC uh, Milan. Yeah, and so yeah, now he's a good player gone too. for ten months. Really so promising. They'll be I guess Newcastle have to buy someone in January to McTomina. Is that what's happening? Or Calvin Phillips. That's, I, um, that's what's in the news. They're gonna want a replacement. Well, either way, so it started back in, in August, I guess, when it came to light that uh Juventus midfielder Nicolo Fajoli was suffering from a serious gambling addiction. And uh, apparently he was like down really, really bad. 
um, to the point where I think at one at one point they said he got subbed off and uh, he started crying when he sat on the bench. He said, I started crying thinking about my debts and <gasps> betting problems. At night, I had stopped sleeping. The more time passed, the more debts haunted me. My debts kept increasing and I was gambling just to try to make up. Oh they told God. me, we'll break your legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He said, I had so much debt that even if I had won, I would get nothing out of it. I accumulated a debt of 250,000 euros in September 2022 and pressure from managers of illegal platforms started because he was he had his money on illegal gambling platforms apparently. Oh my Sometimes God. I would cover part of the debt by going to Milan and buying luxury watches. I paid with a bank transfer. Sometimes I delivered the watches myself. Other times the platform's owners picked them up at the jewelry shop. After September 2022, I started gambling compulsively in front of the TV on any sporting event I watched, including football, Serie B, Lega Pro. I can't even remember how many events I placed bets on. I borrowed money from some teammates saying I wanted to buy a watch for my mom. Uh, Gatti gave me 40,000 euros and I still have to return it. Dragusin also gave me money and some of my friends in Piacenza as well. So... Yeah, well, his, I his, his debts eventually ended up totaling three million euros. <laughs> what? I, yeah, and I holy <laughs> shit! I like the part where he's like, Tonali told me I could do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it say? However, according to the alleged deposition extracts, Fagioli claimed that he had been first introduced to illegal betting apps by Tonali during an Italy twenty uh, one <laughs> training camp. He got him camp. hooked. <laughs> Tonali, bro. Says, I saw him playing and asked him what he was doing. <laughs> he's like, he told me that I could do it too because there was no trace of betting. <laughs> oh my god! This is so bad. <laughs> This yeah. is not good, yeah. This is how you ruin your life. This is how you ruin long term and career. Yeah. I mean, to be a professional, you know, football player, really any sport, like people look up to that so much and they think that's something to aspire to. And then you have this guy who's like crying. Yeah, because he just like has and it so stressed because he's gotten himself in I can't believe that Tonali is the one who told him. He was like, Don't worry, dude, just go for yeah, it. Yeah, that is And then he comes he probably comes to him and is like, Sandro, like, I'm down bad. He's like, dude, just bet more. Like if you win, you're gonna win big. Like, this guy's an asshole. That's going into that room in the party and you're just like, What's going on in here? And it's like, Come on, just try it. It's not that bad. Um, apparently, Tonali bet on some of his own games where he was involved, Hell but, yeah. but, but he always bet on himself, so it wasn't match-fixing. So he did like the Pete Rose style of betting, mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm, get nice. I'm betting on myself to fucking win, which I have no problem so with. So why is he in trouble then, just because he was using illegal betting sites? It's probably because he was gambling on it's, games. You're not allowed to bet on. while you're playing, as, yeah. Even as, if you're betting on yourself? Player, yeah. As a player, you're not allowed to place any type of bet. Mm. Really? That's that Pete Rose. I, what about dice or some shit? I'm serious. Like, what if you're playing dice with your friends? You can't. That's called. That's considered I, gamble. I think that's allowed. Okay, so they should have stuck to dice. Stick to <laughs> yeah, dice I mean, next like not you, on football. You like, can you can throw dice in the in the in the dressing room. All I'm but saying, it can't be on the soccer player, dice. soccer soccer ball, black and white dice, black and white. You get the same <laughs> the same feeling, the same rush. Uh, Tonali. He is. He had a took a plea deal that consists uh, consisted and still consists of a ten month ban plus. Eight months of rehab activities where he's going to make 16 public appearances, which will most likely mean giving talks to youngsters and youth team players, warning them of the perils of gambling. Don't do it. It's bad. I, I, I don't know if I want to listen to Tonali tell me about anything after the way he fucking convinced Fajoli to start gambling. Yeah. And it sucks that Fajoli was fined on top of his debts. Now he, he's getting even yeah. more debts. He <laughs> he's like, I can't pay this. What are you talking about? I'm fine. It's so um, sad. That's hilarious. To to round it out, there is a third player, uh, Zaniolo, who he uh, 
apparently did not oh, bet on football. No he way. only played blackjack on sites that he didn't know were illegal. Mm. Um, and if that's proven to be the case, he's most likely just going to get a fine. But if they find that if they find that he bet on football, he will be suspended for an even longer period of time than Tenali. What? So I think maybe it's because he's like claiming he didn't do it. So now it's like, okay, yeah. well, if you're going to. Yeah, that's how they get okay, you lied to. Confess. Yeah. I mean. Confess or face more punishment. So sports betting is the problem, but you can like go to a casino and, you know, play some blackjack or some shit. Well, I mean, as long this as it's guy not got illegal. Yeah, apparently got in trouble for playing blackjack. On an so. illegal site, yeah. Um, well, whatever. Don't go legit. Don't gamble, kids. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to gamble, just gamble big. Yeah. yeah. That's the go rule big or go home. It. You go right into mommy's pocketbook. You grab that debit card. Oh, and you go now. Always chase your losses. Yeah, before, yeah. Always, before we, the only quitters quit. Yeah. Before we, uh, before we get to wins. MLS Awards finalists, real quick Champions League recap. I know you guys watched it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big story for me is Onana's redemption. Onana with a penalty save in the last minute of the At match the death, to yeah. secure a win. We got to see United. that like right on not, time. They just switched to the game. Not only that, but Harry Maguire scoring we were the just, winner. Yeah, we were just scoring the winner. It was Come a redemption big. game all around. For a lot of players. Yeah. Wow. And the coach, too. Wow. That, that was a must-win match. What redemption? United beat Copenhagen 1-0. <laughs> yes, but do you know well, how bad United are right now? Yeah. Like they, they, I can tell. It was a horrible match. Yeah. It was horrible to watch. Lacking quality, lacking intensity they're just completely off the pace right now well alexi reminded me that mcguire was the one whose mom yeah. was like mean, telling yeah. people not leave to my bully son him <laughs> i was like leave oh. Brittany alone leave my poor boy alone um any anything else from champions league i mean that's the only thing that that i saw i don't even know what the results were did you guys catch any I, other I, I was watching the arsenal sevilla match um, oh yeah, the Jordy Tarp. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Jordy Tarp. I, I had both my kits on when Arsenal won. Did I you do like the half and half? Yeah. <laughs> I had the Sevilla over the Arsenal, and when Arsenal won, I ripped the Sevilla kit off and was screaming. My cat Beautiful. was freaked out, but it's fine. Uh, Shakhtar, a big loss. Shakhtar versus Barca I got I mean, smashed. Not a big loss. It's, it's just a regular loss. They're always underdogs. Like, what do you want them to do? This is, you guys did well in the second half. We lost all our players. Started, started to run we have a new team, new coach. Bit. Like, yeah. we're in I transition. So far, generally speaking, everything is kind of shaking out as it should, it seems, across as most it, groups. As expected. Uh, apart, maybe Feyenoord. Apart from Newcastle, Newcastle, bro. Oh, are they not? The bag yesterday. Yeah, they? Yeah. Newcastle lost but to that's throw the group been, wide open. That's yeah. always been a group of death, right? So that one... And they lost two players to injury. And one to gambling. One to gambling oh for God. 10 months. Has oh, anybody wow. checked in on Joe? Is Joe <laughs> doing all right? Um, it, it, so to me, it's weird. Group E, Feyenoord's on top. Group D, Real Sociedad is on top. So those are kind of interesting. But again, the whole the, there's still so much to play. So we'll see. Yeah, anything see can happen. Anything um, can happen. All right, let's check these MLS awards finalists real quick. Um, I'm just going to, we're just going to go one by one you guys tell me what you think for the mls mvp finalists include lucho acosta from uh cincinnati tiago almada from atlanta or denny buwanga from lafc what? i said denny buwanga i said from day one it would be denny buwanga yeah so that's what i think i don't know any thoughts on that who deleted the link i don't know i just <laughs> tried to click it and it's oh shit it's gone it's gone but I, command z. whoever whoever tried i'm to do command, it, z, command z nothing's happening okay well that's what i'm telling you lucho acosta Tiago <laughs> and denny buwanga those are the ones to pick from oh there it is what do you guys think for me denny buwanga easy because i know that cincinnati fans will be pissed but i think denny buwanga he scores goals he's he's lit yeah he does like score him. goals i mean almada had some i feel like at the beginning of the season he started off really strong 
but yeah. I guess it probably matters more how you finish. So yeah. probably right with Buanga. I mean, Acosta, like Cincinnati were so far and away the best team in the league that he's probably going to win it. Yeah. Uh, coach of the year, Bradley Carnell from St. Louis, Wilfred Nancy from Columbus, and Pat Noonan for Cincinnati. Oh, this one's tough. It's just hard to like not pick the coach for the best team in the league. Like, yeah. again, Cincinnati's so fucking good. So it's got to be, I think. I mean, but we got to give credit to St. Louis City coach, too. Yeah, true. Brand new team, a lot riding on that, and they've done so well. So. Yeah. Uh, newcomer of the year. What do you guys think about this? Yakamakis for Atlanta, this Edward one, Lewin for St. Louis, and Messi. It's got to no, be Messi. No brainer. It's, Come Messi. On. it's got. It's got to be Yakamakis, bro. He actually played a full season yeah. and performed I'm well. Just, his team's got, in the playoffs. No one, but, yeah, no one can he, pronounce he, his name. Joseph Martinez. If Messi wins it, this is going to be a fucking Mickey Mouse clown like, factory. I feel like Messi is going to win, and I'm you mostly saying that just to get you riled up. I'm heated. Marcus deserves it. Okay. Uh, young player of the year. Almada, Maguire, and Messi is what they're putting. No, I'm kidding. They're, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Almada, Duncan Maguire, or Aiden Morris. Um, it's got to be Tiago Almada, right? Yeah. I was going to say, from what I've seen, Almada. I think so. Goalkeeper of the year. Roman Berkey for St. Louis. Roman Celentano, Cincinnati. Or Pedro Gaese for Orlando. I like Pedro Gaese. I like Gaese. He's the, the pulpo. They're called the octopus, I think. Yeah. So I'm going I Gaese. also like his name. Great. I do have a Roman Berkey jersey at home. Though, I was going to so. say, I think Berkey had like quite Did a few really? clean sheets. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, that's when, when MLS, when we filmed the thing, I have the jersey where they cut the hole in it. Oh, They were right. like, here, do you want this jersey with the hole in it? I was like, I guess. <laughs> Don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I'll put it in my room. Um, you said Berkey, Jordy? I from I think they have they had like 10 clean sheets this season, 13. That's like a lot for MLS, I think. Yeah. Uh, Defender of the Year, Andrade for St. Louis, or sorry, for Seattle. Miazga, uh, no, I don't like Miazga, for Cincinnati. And <laughs> Tim Parker for St. Louis. I got to go Tim Parker. He's a, he's a G. Miazga is such a, uh, he stirs the pot, dude. He's always like starting shit, yeah. He's always starting and, shit. Against the, uh, he learned a lot abroad. When they played against Arsenal. Unfortunately, it's it's just all all horrible things. Yeah, <laughs> shithousery. <laughs> yeah. Um, comeback Player of the Year. Joao Paulo for Seattle, Alan Pulido for Sporting Kansas City, or Miles Robinson for Atlanta. For me, it's a no-brainer, Pulido. I, I have a soft spot for Pulido. I've always liked him. So it's great to see him scoring goals again. Yeah. Uh, the This is a great one. The, what did he overcome? Uh, injury. He, he, oh, he, injury. He was injured for like two seasons in a row, basically. Overcame adversity. Hell adversity. Uh, the best-named one, the Audi Goals Drive Progress <laughs> Impact Award. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta Wait, get those what? sponsors. It's like players in their community efforts. I don't know what anyone's been doing, but it's Bedoya, Nagby, and Taylor Washington. I'm going with Nagby because he's a former Timber. That's mm -hmm. really yeah. Land wouldn't that. know. Referees of the year. Oh God, John Freeman. Ted Uncle for sure. No, Ted Uncle. There. Get Uncle out of here. Victor Rivas. Say Uncle. Victor Rivas or or John Freeman. I'm gonna go Victor Rivas. I think for me. That I I don't know. I'm sure. I'm going Ted Uncle. Um, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's wild. I know everyone's <laughs> complaining about him, so it's weird that he's on this. It's also a weird award. It's Yeah, well, it's, what's even I mean, weirder? I guess you have to recognize the refs. An even weirder award. The next one. Oh, the MLS, my God. Yeah, have you seen the next one? The MLS one, Assistant <laughs> Referee of the Year. <laughs> thought that um, one was bad. <laughs> Michael Barwigan, Cam Blanchard, or Ian McKay. Or McKay. I'm, I'm gonna going to go with Ian, Ian McKay. I'm going Ian McKay because Ian McKay is the guy from Fugazi, so I think that's kind of <laughs> yeah. chill. That's, that's all I got. I got to go with Cam Blanchard, and I don't know why. 
Uh, do they get bonuses? I hope they get bonuses for winning these awards. I hope they don't just get like an award. For what? Just like keeping their flag down all season Ooh. and letting the bar find out after all Are these fan voted? I have no idea. Or I don't. Voted. I don't think so. I think the. I think ChatGPT made this list. Like, what is this? Um, highest average votes from the following groups: current MLS first team players, MLS clubs, which includes coaches, technical directors, general managers. Um, and select media members representing local and national outlets. Match fixing. Oh, All right, so, cool. There we go. Um, anything else before we get to the break? You guys I don't got have nothing? Oh, I got yeah. it. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. Amy's got a special little segment. Jordy has History of El Clasico. Ooh. And then after that, we're going to get into the khaki. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're back. Thank you for joining us Woo. for this next segment. Amy's big question and mm. the history lesson. However, oh. the season has ended. Tis the season. Tis the season to end. That's right. There's no more time for questions. None. So instead, I thought I would take this opportunity to go over a little bit of what I've learned. Mm. Um, what is this? Week 36? So this is our 36th had like show. 35, wow. 33, 34, give or take questions. So I, I picked out a few, and Ooh. I thought I'd let you know, in no particular order, uh, 10 things that I've learned this season. Um, I will say, I went back and looked at every single question. There are some questions I don't really even remember asking. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was all a blur. So, yeah. so I'll preface it by saying that, although I learned a lot, I also forgot a lot, but that's fine. That's what um, I'm talking about. Some things stuck. Stuck? stuck. <laughs> some things stuck. <laughs> in it. Like in it. In lads. She dies her hair once and she gets Irish. Oh my some God. Some things stuck. All right. Uh, let me. Yeah, what's stuck? Let us know. What's stuck? <laughs> stuck? What is stuck? I don't know. Sorry, I got the loopy, you know. We just ate. The, this always happens. It's, kind of, it's, kind of it's always happens. Um, all right. Anyway, mm. without further ado, here are 10 things that I've learned in this first season of Calling All Casuals. Again, no particular order. I learned about the growth potential for soccer in America. Mm. I did, you know, going back to my questions, I think some of them were actually very insightful with the answers. Um, but yeah, I, I asked, what is the growth potential of soccer in America? Will we ever be as big as some of the other, you know, international places that are the biggest hosts of soccer, I guess? Um, and it seems like the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. Which the is sky great. Is the limit. Unless the World War Three breaks out, then oh god! Well, then what? Well, then we're all fucked. Soccer won't matter. No, I'm getting my touches. <laughs> I think it would be. I think it would. It might end up better because then <laughs> clean slates. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! We're gonna get canceled, bro. <laughs> so, anyway, potential growth for soccer in America. Sky's the limit. Yeah. Development, 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 and shout out to the new National Training Center coming soon to Atlanta. <laughs> yes. It's going to be big, y'all. That, <laughs> that might help with so the development of hilarious. soccer in this country. We'll see. Um, I also learned what a friendly is. And, you know, I, I think when I first was asking that question, one big thing I wanted to know is like, what's the point like mm -hmm. is there value in them um and i think there is again it kind of it's like 
we love a good exhibition, right? So it's a chance for like teams to kind of have fun. I I, I think. Uh I think I, I may have influenced you too much on that because I might be the only person who likes friendlies. I think a lot of people really? don't really like them, right? I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Tell me anything. Yeah. What What are you? Jordan, I mean, it, it, it really. Eric, what do you think? My whole thing. It's like these guys are already playing enough games. I understand. And that was that, kind of yeah my thought process. Club friendlies make absolutely no sense to me. I understand international friendlies because you only meet up with your international team a handful of times a year, but I see club friendly sometimes and I'm just like, mm. uh, don't you get, I understand a preseason. You obviously want to not go into a season without any type yeah, of Yeah, it gives chemistry. you like a little bit of a chance to warm up. Yeah, but I, I think like, you know, flying the opposite side of the world to play a match is like kind of insane. Yeah, it, but isn't it a cool opportunity? Now, look, I'm trying to sell you on the You're friendlies. You're trying to sell me on But isn't yeah. it a cool opportunity to showcase yeah, I mean, like, in front of somebody, an audience that might not normally get to see yeah, some you? Some new to players see. an opportunity. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all know. right. So a little bit of a contentious topic there. Oh, totally. Um, they all are. Yeah, that is Jamie's true. Big question. That's always the. It's always contentious. The big I also learned that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be contentious oh. when you get the big okay. knee flopping around. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh All right. my god! All right. All right, we've derailed. I'm getting us back. And on we track. got canceled. Yeah. Um, there we go. There it is. I will say I wrote this yesterday and did not proofread, and I don't really know exactly what I meant here. But I said I learned that there is no reason for many things. Mm. For example, substitutions being permanent. That was a question I had. Like, yeah. why can't they sub in and out players? Why do you only get so many subs? I guess there's a little bit of like, there's a, there's a reason behind some of that. And a lot of it just goes back to that's how the rules were from the beginning. But. I it still doesn't make a ton of I, sense to What's me. funny is you say that, and I probably, within the past 48 hours, I was going down a uh, YouTube rabbit hole mm. about like weird, obscure rules in the game, and substitutions um, is more of a time thing, because tactical substitutions are yeah. also a thing at the hour mark, you know? Yeah. Everybody makes their subs, stuff like that, but then you get into the 88th, 90th minute, sometimes the 95th minute of stoppage, a coach is making a substitution to kind of just keep the other team on mm -hmm. ice. Mm -hmm. And, and waste had, time. Right. And if you had just, like, guys coming in and out, the matches would be, like, three hours long, just mostly substitutions. Well, funny that you mentioned time, because that was another thing that I guess there's not a real reason for it. It does make sense once it was explained, but one big question I had when I first started watching soccer was why does the time count up instead of mm. down? Um, and it makes sense because there's extra time and things like that. But normally when you're watching sports, you have a clock and the time runs out. Yeah. Oh, and the clock Soccer's also stops opposite. when there's breaks in play. That is true. That which is true. would, honestly, I agree with that because then we would all have more transparency in terms of like stoppage time. It's like the clock stops. Everybody sees the clock stops. You know, the ball's out of play. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you don't, you wouldn't see, you know, coaches running up to the fourth official pointing to their watches. Or sometimes like, you know, some guy breaks his leg and there's only like two minutes of stoppage time. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like the way they do it now, but that's just how I like it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my ways. I feel like for me, when I started watching soccer, that's how I always wanted it to be. Yeah. I, never I think we all remember, the, uh. we all want to remember it the way we 
learned it yep. so it's like mm. anytime it changes you're just like oh, I, I don't that, like this that goes for, most, about that goes for a lot yeah. of things in mm-hmm. life you know remember when we only had three subs yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't like it Remember when only one country hosted the World Cup? Yeah, exactly. That's the good old days. That makes perfect sense to me, but we've gotten away from that clearly. Um, I learned about the dark arts. Hell yeah. Was a super fun episode. And some like kind of weird rituals that players and teams might do. Um, So learned a little bit about that. I'm always into like rituals and superstitions if you will i feel like as soon as you heard and the witchcraft term dark yeah. arts and, yeah you were like Ooh. well it, it <laughs> made me shit. automatically think of harry potter um but it's a little more sinister than that i think, of the I think. South it African can be Premier it League. can be but i think there it's definitely an art you know because it's it's like a psychological game that you're it's playing the game so. within the game yeah you know it's kind of crazy you bring up harry potter i never thought about it. there's four of us i think we all pretty well represent all the different Harry Potter houses. Oh, God. So we should take the quiz I already later. know. I'm Ravenclaw. You're Ravenclaw. You're Slytherin, Eric. What? Yeah. Why am I Slytherin? Uh, just, Why am I you. the bad guy? It's not a bad guy. It's just a different way of looking slander, at things. Slander, bro. Yeah. You need More you. slander. You're a Hufflepuff, Jordy. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, Amy's yeah, a Gryffindor. He, he's Amy's, definitely a Amy's Hufflepuff. <laughs> How am I a Hufflepuff? <laughs> Huffle, the Hufflepuffs are sweet. It's a good house. It's a good yeah. house. Don't, don't be mad at that. You're sweet. What? Sweet little Jordy. And the Hufflepuff? And the Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yes. Um... Okay, this <laughs> sorry, trying to like rein us back in. What's Amy's? I'm Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Gryffindor the yeah. House of Harry Potter. The himself. leader. The leader. I'm the House of Harry Potter. Oh. Amy's House. We, of we should we should take it's the okay. quiz later. Okay, well, Hopefully you've read Harry Potter. We'll take the Have quiz at the break. No, but Hufflepuff sounds bad. I don't want to be Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, it's not good. bad. It's good. Slytherin. It's the best one. Slytherin is like the, the one that the bad wizards come. That's where the dark arts would be. Slytherin sounds cool. House of Slytherin. Slytherin sounds like you're sliding around all over the place. <laughs> all right, but actually, we, Harry is Slytherin. His ass fell down. Uh, in the no, he is. He is. He slid it all yeah. over the fucking pitch. And I, oh I was running God. up and down, and I was actually Hufflepuff. Yeah, so, yeah. See, so it <laughs> makes sense. All right, all right, I'm cool with that. Um, all right, let's and he, get back. And he's back. Let's get let's get and back to back. soccer. Let's get back to soccer. Uh, we were just watching the Europa League yes, as we were yes, eating. We were. Um, so that brings me to my next topic i learned about all of the different tournaments i'm still confused about most of it Hell but yeah. a little bit of it makes sense hey you're way you're in way better shape than you were at the I, january i am in way better shape i have a much better understanding it's just still so vast um yeah and kind of you know who's behind the tournaments and really it just seems to come down to money like a lot of things that facts. we've all money facts facts um, facts so that makes sense. The more you play, the more you get paid. Yeah. The more opportunities there are to get paid. The more the, it's all the about more the people at the top. Get yeah, paid. that's what I. That's yeah, exactly. Not necessarily the players, but sometimes. Um, I sort of learned the different field positions. I definitely know number nine is a striker. Never forget that. I don't know why. Um, and I have a, a decent idea. So again, in a better position than I was when we started. But mm-hmm. I feel like. There's still na- some more to learn. Na- name another one if you think you think you're hot shit. You think you're so slick. Um, I think six is midfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, defensive midfield. A defensive yeah. midfield. I think also mid. you picked up the game. You started watching the game when positions became more of like 
they're way less rigid than they're they used suggestions. to be. Yeah. suggestions. You've got, you know, central defenders drifting into midfield. You've got yeah. number nines drifting in the midfield. You've, You've got, got center midfielders who sometimes choose not to defend. They don't want to come <laughs> yeah. back. You know? Inverted I wingers. Well, it's funny, like the <laughs> pop 11 yeah. doing, we, we haven't done a pop 11 in a while, but at the beginning, that was something we did weekly. Yep. And I think even just having that, helped with the positions because we broke everything down yeah. so i had a at least like a, a better idea of the larger picture and you yeah. see like a bit of a pattern between like the type of people yeah. who play those positions exactly um i learned about promotion and relegation yes and i also learned well who can really know the true cost <clears throat> but i learned a bit about the cost of relegation oh, and yeah. how it can affect the economy of an entire city yeah or the opposite. It, if you're promoted when you were, you know, at a lower level and then you're promoted, you have a huge influx of cash. It can bolster so, you as well. Again, right? it, it all comes yeah. down to the money. But I do think that's interesting. I still don't know if I fully agree with it, but I mean, nobody's going to listen to my opinion. So. Hey, well, we are. All right. Yes. But, you know, no. when, when I become FIFA president. We're going to make that just go away. I knew. <laughs> I knew that it was coming at some point. Uh, That's done with. I learned that Ronaldinho is probably one of the most likable players across the board. I, I mean, how can you not and like And many the guy? people would choose him over anyone else to play a game of pickup with. Almost everybody so, would choose him. Almost everyone. That's what it sounded like. But, you know, it's nice when there's uh, somebody who's universally recognized as just being a good nice guy yeah and like his smile is so contagious too yeah. he just seems fun yeah, yeah. there's something about just watching someone have fun playing because you you watch and it's all screaming and choking and you know, <laughs> what? Choking. what are you watching and like, yeah. leg breaks and <laughs> are you on a, yeah, a like, different website we, we just watched the europa league the guy threw the ball at the other guy that was uh, funny yeah so i mean I it's nice to see choking that's that's what i <laughs> I've got a camera roll full of pics. I can show you a player getting choked. Okay, this is getting a little weird. I like memes. Um, All right, we got two left. Yes. I learned about the importance of international superstars to the ML to MLS. Yes. The yes. Messi effect. The we Messi talked effect. a lot about that. Beckham um, as well. The Messi effect is in full effect. Mm -hmm. um, although they didn't make the playoffs, so Thank I God. think really next year will be telling to see what happens. If he's still here next year. He'll be here. Yeah. Mm, I what? do think... You don't think so. He will. He will. I do think that it's very obviously impactful in a positive way, at least even if it's like kind of a false boost at the beginning, but I think it's very good for MLS yeah. to have, you know, international players that are so well-known come over. I don't think any things comparable to Messi coming over um but we'll see Beckham I'd say Beckham was that was for yeah. for the time you but know yeah we'll see time. we'll see what happens hopefully yeah. Neymar comes over oh no god come <laughs> on you don't want Neymar no. I mean I don't like Neymar but I think he would be great for the league I'm just concerned like if he plays in Orlando and then he accidentally he, he won't play on turf what if he takes a dive and he rolls all the way over to Miami <laughs> 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 just keeps rolling off the pitch down 95 yeah. they just yeah they they can't keep stacking that team it's ridiculous yeah. um anyway one final thought in my 10 things I've learned I now 
know what a touch is. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thank God for that. <laughs> wow. What a way to wrap it up. That was literally, I think that was the first, the first one. What is it was, a touch? It was one of the first questions. Episode one. It's so funny. Um, having you a nice touch. I think Eric answered it. So it's really ironic that the person who having today. I wasn't there. Probably the worst, no the worst touch. Whoa, whoa. Oh, you weren't there? No, you didn't answer for the touch? I don't know if Eric was there. That was here episode that. one. I wasn't there for it. Uh, was it episode one? Good thing oh, you God. asked yeah, me. Yeah, it really was. I, my beginning. touch is fire. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but just to wrap it up, I. You know, I have some some warm thoughts about this first season of really being immersed in football mm-hmm. as a casual still, of course. Um, this season affirmed that soccer is one of the greatest sports of all times. I truly do believe that. And I believe that it brings people together, which is kind of the coolest thing to witness. Um, I fell in love with the flow. I still remember watching the World Cup last year and being like, wow, this game is actually really beautiful. But I've stuck around for the community. Tyler Adams, that's what got me. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I might not have grown beyond a casual, but I do know that a new soccer fan has emerged in me and I can't wait to continue watching this great game be played on pitches big and small. (laughs) And who knows, maybe next year I'll be better at pronouncing players' names. Unlikely, but I will try. (laughs) Wow, is that well said? Well, beautiful yes, stuff. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah, because that was the point of the show was to like to learn stuff to about soccer. educate the casual yeah. and, and, and I entertain think, the casual. And in all seriousness, I didn't write this down, but I do think that this has helped me be less intimidated um, in approaching the game, and yeah, that was really the the point so yeah. I guess it's working now you gotta come watch us play at the pickups hey that's the, that the small pitch I was that, that about. pitch is small as hell <laughs> that pitch is small as hell that's why I can run across it if it was bigger I wouldn't be able to run Amy a beautiful segment right there thank you thank you um, a great way to cap off Amy's big question for the for the year uh, moving on Jordan yes you actually instead of doing a quiz you mm-hmm. went on a, a history kind of deep dive type thing that is correct and uh you wrote history of el clasico so tell us a little bit about what what inspired this and uh yeah tell us a little bit about this. so yeah i mean you know w- with this being our last episode of the season and it basically lining up with the first classico of the season um i thought i'd give you guys a little a little insight into the history of uh, my beloved barca and real madrid so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Eric? I don't know. It's just funny. This guy, <laughs> this guy hates my passion. I know. He doesn't, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't respect He's just me. mad. Shakhtar got smashed yesterday. I'm, okay. not, I'm not mad. This yeah. is cute, though. I'm, I'm, I'm now just putting two and two together. El Clasico is the original. Yeah. And in LA, their Darby's El Trafico. Yeah, That's exactly. fucking genius. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really know there was like a level beyond just that there's a lot of traffic in yeah. LA. Well, there's another. You know, it's funny that that name is because it's so iconic it's overused a lot it's used a lot of places like uh when san jose play la galaxy that's called the cali classico yeah so there's a, there's a lot of a lot. it gets yep. memed a lot yeah but um so history of el classico how do you want to do this Jordy? so yeah i mean maybe, yeah we can we can switch off i mean so this is a pretty you know i didn't really go too too in depth but this is a good um overview of from start to current 
how the classic or how everything kind of came to be. So okay. um, we can each pick up a pick up one of these topics. But cool. Why don't you kick us off? Why don't yeah. you start? And so this is the history of El Clasico. The history of El Clasico, the intense football rivalry between Barcelona and Real Madrid is a story that spans over a century. The epic clash between two of Spain's most iconic football clubs has captured the imagination of fans worldwide and is often considered one of the most heated and thrilling fixtures in the football calendar. We'll take a deep dive into the origins, key moments, and evolutions of this historic rivalry. So, um, you want me to take this one? Yeah, you can grab this one. All right, so this is about the origins of El Clasico. The roots of El Clasico can be traced back to the early 20th century when football was still in its infancy in Spain, probably when they were still playing two, three, five formations and shit like that. Barcelona and Real Madrid are two of the country's most successful and storied clubs, obviously, and their histories date back to the late 19th century. The first official meeting between these two giants took place on May 13th, 1902. It was not yet the fiercely contested fixture it is today, as Real Madrid was still in its formative years and Spanish football was emerging from its infancy. Barca won that encounter three Ooh. to one, setting the stage for a rivalry that would grow in intensity over the decades and uh, be dominated by Real. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That sentence uh, was not in there. That sentence was not that in was there. off the record. Yeah, <laughs> off the record. Um, Spanish Civil War and its impact. Amy, yeah, take I'll that. take that one. Uh, the rivalry between Barcelona and Real Madrid Madrid took on a more complex dimension during the Spanish Civil War, 1936 to 1939. The political turmoil and regional tensions during this period spilled over into football, with Barcelona representing Catalonia's regional identity and Real Madrid associated with the central government and the Spanish monarchy. Barcelona's then president, Josep Sanyol, yeah, probably about right. Uh, was even killed during the war due to his political affiliations. Man, that's uh, that's brutal. That is brutal. really that's, out here. It huh? doesn't get more ultra than that. Yeah. Post-war era and the emergence of Alfredo de Stefano. After the war, both clubs experienced success, but it was Real Madrid that would become a dominant force in the Spanish and European football. The signing of Argentine forward Alfredo de Stefano in 1953 played a pivotal role in Real Madrid's rise to prominence. The controversial transfer of De Stefano, who was initially signed by Barcelona, but ultimately played for Real Madrid, added fuel to the rivalry's fire. <laughs> God. De Stefano became one of the greatest players of his generation and helped Real Madrid to an unprecedented five consecutive European Cup victories, which was uh, which is now the Champions League, mm -hmm. between 1956 and 1960. This era firmly established Real Madrid as a footballing powerhouse. Uh, was he... An Italian who then naturalized and chose to play the, for the name, Espana. The name sounds like it. I, th I mean, it says he's Argentine, so he probably was oh, Italian. And then it, went, right. his ancestors probably went to Argentina. Then from there, well, there's he, uh, what's his name, McAllister. Yeah, Ke uh, no, not Kevin. Oh, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin McAllister. Bro, what is his name? Ale Alexis. Shit. Alexis oh, Mac. But his name is Alexis <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Amy. Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> Amy, Amy, his name is Alexis Mac Alistair. It's, oh. So it's like two separate names, which is weird as fuck. That is, but I think it, is, is that the name of the person? Yes, I haven't, Kevin I haven't Mc, seen Kevin McAllister is, <laughs> so is Macaulay Culkin. It's, uh, or Macaulay Culkin is. 
whatever. <laughs> he, yeah, they, the Mac Allisters moved from Scotland to Mac Allister. Yeah, to. So Argentina. why would it like? Why not just Allister? Like, or combine them together to McAllister? <sighs> yeah, I don't know why it's spaced, but wait, it's spaced. wait, it's. It says that he also played for Argentina and Colombia. He played for three national teams. Alfredo Di Stefano? Yeah. Well, you know that what? That is insane. I guess the rules used to be different back then. Way different. Uh, wow. You can the, still do that. So, Real Madrid no, won. No, you can't. Sure you can. You can kind of Not the it. national teams. Yeah, maybe not. Um, as a youth player, maybe. Yeah. The uh, Real Madrid won five, uh, let's call them Champions Leagues, European yeah. Cups, whatever, in a row. And then the 1960s hit. And uh, this is what, Jordan, you wrote as the era of La Quinta del Buitre and the Fairs Cup. I don't know what this is, but let's find out. The 1960s witnessed the emergence of another remarkable generation of players for both clubs. Real Madrid had their Quinta del Buitre, which is uh, the Vultures cohort. Wow, it's a wild-ass name. A group. <laughs> this was a group of homegrown talents. <laughs> While Barcelona won their first European trophy, the Intercities Fairs Cup in 1966. That sounds made up. That sounds fake. Yeah. The rivalry <laughs> the rivalry during this period was characterized by thrilling football and an intense competition for domestic and European honors. Hey, silverware is silverware. I don't care if it's fake or not. I'll take it. They're making up trophies out here. <laughs> they have to. It's all they can do. Um, Amy. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Uh, the 1980s and 90s, Cruyff, Stefano, and El Dream Team. The 1980s and 90s saw the rivalry reach new heights. Johan Cruyff, a Dutch footballing legend, played a pivotal role in Barcelona's resurgence. He managed the club and introduced the Dream Team, a group of supremely talented players that included the likes of Pep Guardiola, Christo Stoy Stoikov, and Ronald Koeman. <laughs> I'm waiting for you guys yeah, to you laugh at my Stoichkov. Stoichkov. Yeah. Uh, Barcelona style of play known as tiki-taka became famous for its intricate passing and possession-based football. Real Madrid, on the other hand, continued to be a dominant force with the legendary Alfredo de Stefano assuming a managerial role. The rivalry during this era was epitomized by the La Liga de las Estrellas, League of the Stars, as it featured some of the world's greatest football talents. It's, it just seems like... Uh Real just dominate every oh fucking God. decade, which is crazy. Yeah, so the Galacticos era. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The early 2000s marked the era of the of El Galacticos at Real Madrid. President Florentino Perez embarked on a strategy of signing global football superstars, including Zinedine Zidane, Luis Figo, and David Beckham. This approach brought individual brilliance to the club, but sometimes at the expense of team cohesion. During this time, Real Madrid enjoyed domestic and European success, but Barcelona was undergoing a transformation of its own. Yeah, and to be fair, this is probably the first time when Barca actually got good in this whole oh, thing, but man. this was the Pep Guardiola era. Barcelona entered a golden period under the management of Pep Guardiola. Uh, this era featured a core of players developed in the club's youth academy, La Masia, including Leo Messi, Andres Iniesta, and Xavi. 
Uh, this was when this was like the mid to late 2000s sorry 2007 yeah, it was like, like 2008 to like 2000 so it only took them like over 100 years it's not bad <laughs> Damn, Barcelona the roasting never stops. Barcelona played a brand of football that was not only successful but also beautiful to watch they won numerous domestic and international titles none of these made up including three oh, UEFA Champions League trophies in 2009 2011 and 2015 I believe they beat Arsenal in one of those, right? Which uh, sucks. 2011, I believe. Yeah, that was that was bad because they gave a red card to Lehman for no reason, right? I remember that. Was a, there was a lot of questionable calls, though. Matches mm-hmm. between Barcelona and Real Madrid during this era became intense battles between contrasting football philosophies. It was often referred to as tiki-taka versus the Galacticos. Hmm. Which <clears throat> Now we've reached Lionel Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo. One of the defining features of El Clasico in the 21st century was the rivalry between two of the greatest footballers of all time, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Messi, who spent his entire career with Barcelona, and Ronaldo, who played for Real Madrid from 2009 to 2018, competed on an individual level as well as in the context of the Barcelona versus Real Madrid rivalry. Their battles for supremacy in terms of goals, assists, and individual awards added an extra layer of excitement to El Clasico. These two footballing giants elevated the rivalry to unprecedented heights. And word on the street is uh, Messi is looking at Ballon d'Or number eight. Oh my God! With I hope not. You're right, though. He, he, he is. He is. He's the favorite to win the Ballon d'Or. But it's like, come on, bro. Won the World Cup. Got to, got to give it to him. MLS Messi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same guy. What, what, for the Ballon d'Or. For the Ballon d'Or. Doesn't make any sense. It's the guy who got who scraped Miami off the bottom, scraped his country off the bottom. Has scraped, an MLS player what, what ever won? Off of what bottom did he scrape? Hold on. Them? They're now the second bottom. They're not even good. They're still not good. Wait, not wait, bottom. wait. He wait. just got them off that bottom, bro. That's all he had to do. No higher, though. Just yeah. off. Wait, but... Uh, has an MLS player ever won while they were currently They've an MLS not even player? Absolutely it. Not. not. even That's kind of lit, though. Not even close. I know, it has nothing, it. I know it has nothing to do with MLS. Only but MLS player with a World Cup? They're, not true. They're just riding his coattails. Not true. Tiago Almada. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. And I'm sure there have been others. Mm-hmm. There have been others. There must have been. Yeah, Schweinsteiger, right? He played uh, yeah, MLS. Schweinsteiger. So Schwein. just want you guys to know that before you start coming to MLS with that type of shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> act, the Messi, only active player with a with a World Cup? Tiago Almada. Messi does not deserve the Ballon d'Or. Period. What? Period. What? Period. End of story. Bro. Well, what? You said it, it would be his eighth? So yeah. he clearly deserves it because he's already got seven of them. He yeah. deserved those. Oh, okay. He can't have this one. Why no. not? Because I don't want him to have they it. They want the man to have it all, yeah. okay? Give it to Benzema. Give it oh to Mbappe. Give it to anyone else, bro. Give it to Holland. I don't give a fuck. Ugh. Give, Maybe it, give it to Mbappe. Give it to Eric. Don't give it to Mbappe. That's I'll take it, guys. I already got mine. I don't need it. I'll take one for the team. Yeah, well, you might be winning an award in the next segment. Oh, God. Anyways, recent history of modern El Classic. In recent years, El Clasico has continued to be a highly anticipated fixture on the football calendar. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid have undergone transitions with changes in management, player rosters, and club dynamics. While the Messi-Ronaldo era has ended, the rivalry remains fierce. The clashes between the clubs are not only about football, but also about regional identity, politics, and cultural differences between Catalonia and Madrid. El Clasico transcends the pitch, and it's a reflection of Spain's complex history and society. Which is really why I love uh, 
soccer. It's because of the connection to like geopolitics a lot of the mm-hmm. time. I really, really love that shit. Uh, El Clasico today, the rivalry between Barca and Real remains as fierce as ever with each club continuing to strive for domestic and international success. El Clasico remains one of the most watched and celebrated football fixtures globally, attracting viewers and fans from all corners of the world. The stadiums, Camp Nou, a.k.a. the fucking old broken-down rat-infested shithole, <laughs> and Santiago Bernabeu are iconic arenas that have witnessed countless historic moments in football history. Camp Nou is actually becoming known as Spotify Arena, I think, soon, right? I think Isn't that so, the whole yeah. thing? Wow. They, oh, they already, they're they're already like, tore down God. the old one. Yeah. They're at the Stadio Olimpico right now. Yeah. It's becoming the Spotify Arena? <laughs> yeah, dude, Barca are down bad, bro. What a they're joke. in so they're, much debt. They're in they're, more debt than fucking <laughs> the Italian guy from segment one, bro. Fagioli. Yeah, Fagioli, yeah. <laughs> Barca should buy Fagioli. Yeah, <laughs> dude. A match made in heaven. They're can't so afford, desperate for money, man. Debts, man. That is crazy that they're renaming the historic historic rat infested stadium <laughs> I can't believe that's shocking news to me the only fans arena oh, there you go the matches <laughs> the matches are not only crucial in the context of La Liga but also in various cup competitions and at times in the UEFA Champions League those are really special ones when you get a Clasico mm-hmm. in, yeah, the Champions in the Champions League, League. yeah in conclusion, El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid is a rivalry that has transcended the world of football. It is not just about sporting competition, but a reflection of history, culture, and politics. The clashes between these two giants of Spanish and European football have produced countless memorable moments, incredible goals, and legendary players. As the rivalry continues to evolve and new chapters are written, one thing remains certain. El Clasico will continue to captivate football fans and serve as a timeless symbol of the beautiful game's passion and drama. So what's the prediction for this weekend then? Barca 2-1. Interesting. That's exactly what uh, what Mascherano said. Uh, but half the team is dead, so we'll probably end up losing like 3-0. How, why do you hate Barcelona so much, Alexi? Because they're I- whack. Uh, yeah, that's, that's his it. reason. That's okay, it. do you like it's Real Madrid? <laughs> Real Madrid or chill? <laughs> he, he's just anti Real Madrid, okay, so, who are like more corrupt. Well, that okay. So uh, that's, that's I think no way. again. Hold on, no way. <laughs> but going back to like when we were first talking about this El Clasico starting, mm-hmm. when we talked the section about the Spanish Spanish Civil War, based on what was said there that you know barcelona represents kind of like the regional identity and something that's like more i guess sacred and indigenous that was a hundred years ago they're not that anymore (laughs) now like they're all a bunch of crooks they are all crooks now and barcelona are more crooked than real but by by saying real madrid is associated was associated with the central government and the monarchy i would think that that would not be a team that you would like I, but that was a hundred years ago. It's different now. It's, it's not like that it's, anymore. It's, it's, it's not like, like that, that anymore. <laughs> but no, it's not like that. Barcelona are they, they speak Catalan. They're okay. Here's how I think of it. Yes, like it's they're sexy. They're like on the beach. It's a beautiful part of the country. But in a lot of ways, they're like Texas is here. Like they're like give us our independence. We're different than Spain. It's like bro, but like what do you? How are you going to survive? What's your economy going to be without the rest of mm-hmm. Spain? So I I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to get into my politics here. However. Barcelona, I know that they out here doing some funny money bullshit, and that mm. that's no bueno. I think the like sixty percent of the economy in Barcelona is tourism. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a problem. That's fine. That's a problem. Why is bro. that a problem? I yeah. feel like 
Let Madrid cook, bro. They are cooking. They are cooking by. They're going to cook Barcelona. Stealing everybody's money. <laughs> they will cook Barcelona at their temporary. Barcelona's at their temporary home. Uh, and uh, Real Madrid, I think, are going to win 3 0. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? Um, I think Real Madrid are going to take it. And I'm sorry to say, Jordy, but. Your team has a lot of injuries. Like half the team is crap. Half the team is I dead. I mean, he did say that. Yeah, oh. Real Madrid, Real Madrid are, are flying right now. Jude Bellingham sweet Jude, is, yeah. is a revelation. St. Jude's. He's he's been incredible over there. Yeah. So I think Real Madrid are going to take it. They're in better shape. Two yeah, nil. I mean, it's going to be pretty routine. I don't I don't think it's there's going to be any drama involved. It's just going to be another boring La Liga match. Yeah. Oh. yeah. The only drama that will be involved is like some news that will come out the following week about how Barcelona like skirted yet another fair play <laughs> or like financial fair play regulation. That's a skill in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, what do you it's think? It's a bit of the dark arts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh, the backroom I, dark know. arts. Beating charges, yeah. What if it's a draw? It could be. Is that what you think? Yeah, I no, think it might yeah. be a draw. No, no. Amy's one, right down one. the middle, yeah. One yeah. one. Amy's gonna get it right. Hey, if you, you Amy can, just refuses to, yeah, you to can pick pile a side here. If you like Amy, you can go ahead and pile on. I'll, I'll be about, fine. I don't know enough about the teams. I mean, reading this beautiful history lesson yeah. that Jordy wrote for us, I'd probably go Barcelona. But <laughs> but but this neglects to <laughs> inform it, it, the real it facts. Was, it was it does neglect to inform the real facts. You're right. What are you gonna say? It was written very a partisan it's a partisan partisan piece wrote it as a Barcelona fan so obviously it's gonna come off what? this is Barcelona fan very, I didn't wait, think what I part didn't, of this is Barcelona this, didn't, this is no. a Barcelona puff <laughs> I piece I don't think it was a Barcelona puff piece this I think right it was very much I think it was very much just like kind of here are the facts yeah but I'm there's, there's these guys <laughs> have alternative facts apparently yeah uh, I, well anyway these guys one one it's news. a draw I just love triggering Jordan I'm not I'm fine I'm just fine I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's I'm take a break. Right. When we come back, we're wrapping up this season of the show with an awards show, the first annual Khakis. Welcome back. It's with a heavy heart that I announced this is the last segment of the season. Oh, that was so somber. It is somber, but... It's a good segment. It's the first annual khaki. Hey. Oh, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the first annual khakis. We all have our tuxedos and our ball gowns on. I just put mine on. I don't know who's wearing a ball gown. Rowdly I got a tux on. I got a ball gown on. By Cack and Banter Bar. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the first annual Khakis. Wow, what a brilliant award ceremony we have coming up for you over the next couple minutes. I don't know how long this is going to go. Um, we got 10 awards we're handing out tonight, and uh, it's to honor all things in the world of soccer, all things in the world of CAC. Uh, there were no rules as to no how we rules. came up with these categories. There are no rules. So, in typical CAC fashion. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of made this up as we Absolute went. chaos. <laughs> Who might, a person might win, a concept might win, a player might win, a, a team, might, a team win. might win. Yeah. Multiple yeah. Well, well, people might win. I'm still unsure of the criteria of this All award. Know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with the khaki. Yeah. There will be 10 winners tonight. And uh, as many lis- listeners as our losers, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, everyone loses. All right. I think Mall of Madness wins. Mall of Madness. That's that wins the award for best phrase. <laughs> uh, we will have a musical performance at halftime, halfway by from Eric. He's going to be doing. He's uh, going to sing. That My heart will old go dirty on. Bastard song. Oh baby, I like it raw. <laughs> um, all right. What? Let's kick it off 
to get the ceremony, the award ceremony going, um, we're going to hand out our first award, the Kovalenko Pedagogy Award for best learning segment. Uh, this show is a lot about learning. Yes. You know, we, we've learned a lot of things on this show, and there's so many honorable mentions. There's been many who the fuck is segments. Bella Gutman, Claudio Gentile, Kevin Musket, to name a few. Robin Friday. We all remember Robin mm, Friday. We do. Impaled we do by offense. Impaled yes. by offense. And came back in three months. There was a, yeah. he uh, sneaking onto the train, pretending to be in the toilet. Or something like that. He pretended yeah. to be a, to be a police officer. Yeah. 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 There was countless Pop 11s, the Mad Moonlighters, the Dark Arts 11, NFL soccer players, strangest red cards. There was a lot of stuff like that. There was the CAC Movie Club. When Saturday comes, where we learned about Sean Bean. The one and only. The one and only <laughs> so far. Yeah. Some, some segments are flops. There was... A lot of deep dives. Uh, one that I really enjoyed with uh, Ben, where me and him talked soccer video games. That was a great one. Uh, the referee deep dive. Uh, numerous ones there. The referees are pretty interesting in their own way. History of El Clasico. What a deep dive that was. The most recent. That one was beautiful. We learned uh, you know, a bit of a Barcelona puff feast, but we learned, <laughs> we learned a lot about the history of the El you Clasico. Lie. But there was one learning segment that one at all in the hearts of all of our uh, of the academy i guess of the cac academy the cac academy <laughs> it was the international break special the conmay bowl special let's give it up to the conmay bowl special wow it won the award for uh, the kovalenko pedagogy award <laughs> and here to accept it is the writer of the segment eric kovalenko uh hi i uh i accept the award i've got numerous people to thank uh, the internet, everyone who made the internet could, <laughs> couldn't have done it without you guys. And also, the Conmy Bowl could not have written it without the Conmy Bowl. So, so th thanks a lot, guys, for living up, up in the mountains, everything you do, all the football that you play. Thank you so much. It was bay. It's a beautiful segment. I loved it. As soon as I came I mean, in tears. and I saw it, it was all, when I saw it, it was all printed out on paper, I knew that this was going to be one for the ages. So. I, I think it's the paper that really got him. Yeah, that yeah. really sealed the deal. sealed the deal. It really sealed the deal. Moving on. Jordy, yeah. you want to present the so next yes, award? So, yes, I'd like to present this next award. Um, not as long as an intro as that last one, but I would like, as you guys know, I am a big fan of the dark arts, and uh, what better way to hand out the next award than to give it to the biggest cheater there is, Gerard Piquet. Wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, I didn't expect a, that coming I, from I, a Barcelona guy. Yeah. I, I thought it would be Alexi. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't worry. We got something for him. But as you guys know, Gerard Piquet, famous footballer for Barcelona, was with his uh, world-famous girlfriend, Shakira, for oh. 11 years. Shakira, Shakira. And Shakira allegedly realized her longtime love, Gerard Piquet, was cheating on her when she realized her jam had disappeared. No. Wow, her this, jam. What's yeah. that, man? So the Hips Don't Lie singer. Was that a reference to something sexual? Uh, No. <laughs> was not. That's, uh, that was a question. I, I understand why you would think so, but no, no, please, so, yeah. please go yeah, on. Tell us about her, I will her disappearing gym. Yes. So the hips low lie singer returned home from traveling and became suspicious over the missing fruit spread because the famed soccer player and their kids all hate jam. 
Shakira mm. appeared to allude to this tart turn of events in the music video for her Raul Alejandro single <laughs> "Te Felicito," in which she can she can be seen opening a refrigerator, only to discover Alejandro's head on a platter. Wow! Although the Colombian pop star and PK's breakup began amicably in June 2022 after 11 years together, it has since soured with the release of her scalding diss track. As she takes aim at her ex and his new 23-year-old girlfriend, Clara Chia Marti. You see, you know what, that age difference is, is crazy. But, you know, without any further ado, let's give it up for Gerard P.K. Yeah. What a cheater. Well yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> not here to accept his award, but he lives in our hearts and minds. On, on it's behalf, in the mail. It's, it's in, in the, the mail, yeah, Gerard. The mail, yeah. On behalf of Gerard P.K., here's Shakira to accept the award. <laughs> Oh, we're having a connection issue with Shakira, so she will not be able to speak. No, 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 no. Oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very well done. That's that was the second the second award. We have we have uh, a few more. Amy, what's the what's your uh, your your uh, first cack? Well, I am realizing that I <laughs> very much misread the assignment. I do have three awards, and I think they're great. However. I did not like write a bunch of stuff to go with this. That was the only so one I did. Yeah, that was the only one. I, but mostly because the shit that I needed to find, I couldn't find in the spreadsheets. And then I got distracted with like a work project. So, my bad. It's not going to be as thrilling as, I like it. as what Alexi provided and what Jordy provided. But up first in my khakis, I would like to give an award to the most talked about player and while this player might not be here today to accept the award i really feel like alexi should accept it on their behalf i'll do it and without further ado the most talked about player has got to be Lionel messi guys, yes well done Leo yeah, messi. Leo messi. And, and i congratulations and I, I just wanted to know if Alexi has a few words to say on Messi's behalf. Yeah, I'll accept this for that little that little flea, that go. little atomic flea. Here Marcel we go. the Shell with boots on oh. is what I've called him many a time on this show. And uh, you know, I haven't changed my tune to this day. Everyone has said he has taken Miami from the dregs <laughs> to where? Just beyond the dregs. However. Or just off the ground. <laughs> just off the ground. He's a short guy, though. I mean, he can't yeah, hold them that far. Like, Relatively, he can't lift them far. He's pretty fine. short. For all of the slander I cast towards Leo Messi, I can only close my speech by saying one thing. He's talked about for a reason, and he proves it on a weekly basis when there's the will he, won't he play discussion <laughs> in MLS. Thank you, Leo Messi, for everything. And uh, we're glad that you were here with us. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This beautiful, beautiful stuff, Amy. That's, a, that's, I mean, I'm glad that Leo Messi got an award. And I think between the between you guys, I think he might go home with a few awards. Doesn't he seem I like mean, a popular player? You can't argue that he was the most talked about player. As long as he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or. Remember, That's we had he, we were on Messi. He had us on Messi watch for a little he while, did, yeah. and then, oh, the contract is 
done it's solidified but was it signed and just week after week messy 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 the messy mania unfolded before our very eyes it he's really a bit did. of a it, ball on dork <laughs> god damn yes. all, right. all right moving on next award is the golden dice the golden dice is awarded to the best game played this season on Calling all casuals. We play a lot of games on this show, you know? We had a number of games. We have a number of games. It's fun to play games. It's better than doing straight up hard journalism, which was kind of the learning segment. That was the Kovalenko Pedagogy Award. But <laughs> the Golden Dice, this is a real award. We played a lot of games. We played Where in the World, a guessing game of the stadiums of USA 94. We played Darby Debates, which was a massive flop. Uh, where Eric and Jordan had to debate Darby. Yeah, we uh, that was a rough one. We played some TikTok games where we like simulated our careers. We did tier ranks. Those are all on our TikTok. We even did mystery kits where we got mystery kits and they we got to. I'm wearing mine right now. You are indeed. I made a new fan. I'm, I'm a new fan of Bayer Leverkusen. He has been converted. I've been converted. He's hooked on the pills. I'm actually. hooked on them pills. <laughs> uh, and we of course did so many quizzes. Quizmaster Jordy, uh, what a great host for all of the quizzes, even earning the name Quizmaster. What a legend. Well-earned nickname. But there was one game that ruled them all. That was the fun game to play. And uh, I believe, if I recall correctly, Jordan crushed it in this game. So I'm going to let Jordan accept the award. The Golden Dice goes to Soccer Scattergories. Oh, no. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Um, it was hard fought. Had everything stacked against me. Some nonsensical rules thrown in halfway <laughs> through the game. All the bonus rounds were All against you, All the bonus you rounds, too. yeah. But, you know, I, I, I dug deep, and, uh, and I pulled one out. I pulled one out for the boys. So, you know, I'd like to accept this word on behalf of... Uh, uh, on God and, and <laughs> on oh, there, it is, God. God. <laughs> there it is. There it is. On behalf of God, he likes yeah. the Lord. All right, I love and, it. And Allah, through him, all things are possible. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, very well done. Very well done. Everyone, you got you to give it up for the well soccer done. scatter Congratulations. Well earned. That's right. What a game. <laughs> We're having technical difficulties. Slight technical Please difficulties. Excuse us. Yeah, yeah. Technical difficulties. Sorry about the language, folks. Our sound team is, yeah. has a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on to the next award, and we're about we're about halfway through the awards show at this point. Jordy, I think you're next, right? Yeah. So the next award I would like to hand out would is going to be the shithousery award. So a classic, a classic award. Yes. So it it hasn't been very long of a season. We're still in the early parts of the season. Yep. Yep. But um, I'd like to give this award to Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Well done, Jaden Sancho. Um, he's unfortunately not here to accept his award because he is currently exiled from the Manchester United first team and uh, apparently uh, is forced to lock himself in academy dressing room and has had food brought to him in a lunchbox due to a canteen ban. So um, hope that comes that, that gets lifted soon, Jaden, and you can uh, eat with the rest of the team. All you got to do is apologize to your coach. What did he do? Um, Why is what this is this is not? I didn't I yeah, didn't know this. Yeah, did no. So Jaden Sancho had a falling out with Eric Ten Hag, and so he got banished from the first team. And all Ten Hag did was say, "Hey, listen, all you got to do is apologize, apologize to me, apologize to the team, and you'll get integrated right back in the first team." And he has refused. So he got banished to go playing with the the academy. 
the the U21s and uh, he's not even allowed in the in the cafeteria he has to eat lunch by himself wow and food gets brought to him in a lunch but he gets takeout from the cafeteria where he gets to eat it in the dressing room and he cost Manchester United over 80 million dollars too many egos at work he's just gonna walk out the team in January, so. yeah, he slightly edged out uh, Erling Holland on this shithousery award. You know, the uh, world famous striker who got fifty two goals last season and is now sitting on like nine goals and uh, absolutely fucking me in fantasy right now. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was a close one for me, but Jaden Sancho won it out. So, congratulations! Congrats Jayden to Jaden Sancho. Very well done. Very well done. Very well done. Uh, moving on to our next award. And that's the only trophy he's going to win <laughs> this year. So, so far, Leo Messi's won one. Jaden Sancho's won one. Eric took one home for the Conway Bowl special. Jordy for the soccer categories took one home. Wow. This is, this is, we're having a really eventful evening. Good time. All right. Well, next up, we have not the MVP, but the MBP. The most badass player. Okay. We might have heard his name a little bit earlier, but this one's got to go. I'm taking it back to week 26. This one's got to go to my boy, Robin Friday. Hey. Wow. And wow. unfortunately, he's not here to accept his award. Yes. I think he, he died he, of a heroin he, overdose yes, when he was in his 30s. Yeah, um, in case you forgot, here's a little bit about him in a nutshell. He was a Colt 45 drinking, police impersonating, LSD taken, three-time divorcee who impaled himself on a spike, kidnapped a swan, joined a hippie commune, danced naked, robbed a graveyard, grabbed defenders nuts, and at the end of it all, scored tons of goals and won Reading's Player of the Year over and over again. I wonder how uh, Eric Ten Hag would feel about that. Fantastic. <laughs> he would not be allowed to eat in the cafeteria yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be eating in the bathrooms by himself. This yes. is, Leo Messi is now like thinking, man, like, I, who am I in cahoots with on these awards? Because it's literally... Well, PK is his old buddy, but PK kind of, that's, you know, we gave him an award for doing some bad shit. Same with Sancho. Same with Robin Friday. Eric and Jordan are, you know, whatever. Messi's probably like, what, are, what am I doing? But sorry, Leo. Yeah, like speak English. Little. He's fine. He's got his, you know, sequence tuxedo on. He's just sitting in the front row with a smile I, on his face. I completely <laughs> forgot that fucking tux that he wore. Good um, congrats to Robin Friday. Wow. Taking well home the uh, the MBF award. Was that? No, MBP, most badass player. Um, I really like it. The last award I have to give out tonight is a little award called the Diamond Name Tag. This goes to the best club name in the world. And. I think this might be a one-time award because I don't... <laughs> these clubs are just named stuff, you know what I mean? There's a lot of crazy club names out there. There's some honorable mentions that I have. In Bermuda, there is a team called the Dandy Town Hornets. I like that. In Bolivia, we all know the Strongest. That's just the name of the team, the Strongest. Uh, you can name your team anything you want. Um, in Trinidad and Tobago, there's a team called Joe Public. In Botswana, there's a team called Security Systems. Uh, in Zambia, there's a team called Prison Leopards. And of course, sometimes you want to name your team after Du Bois in the British Virgin Islands, Sugar Boys FC in Switzerland, Young Boys, and also in Switzerland, a grasshopper hopping around. But the one that keeps on giving in South Africa, we know them, we love them, 
One of our bands that we talked about is named after them. It's Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser hey, Chiefs win hey. the award, the diamond name tag. Congrats. Congrats, Congrats to Kaiser the Kaiser Chiefs. Chiefs. You did it, lads. You did it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, accepting the award on behalf of Kaiser Chiefs uh, is uh, Amy. Amy, please, uh, some words about please this award. This award. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting that they're a selection because they were, well, rather the indie band, the Kaiser Chiefs, who named themselves after Kaiser Chiefs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> You're just you wrangling okay? that mic around, okay dude. Oh, my God. God. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, great, great, great team. Uh, thank you so much for. I'm speaking as if I were them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you so much for the honor and giving us the award. We are standing among legends, our fellow khaki <laughs> awards winners. So, yeah, it's just an honor to be here and uh, just appreciate you and, so much. Uh, of course. And I will say that, like, like I said, the. Kovalenko Pedagogy Award is an annual award. It's for the highest quality kind of writing that we see on the show. Golden Dice, that is an annual award as well. The Diamond's name tag is Diamond because it is a lifetime achievement award. It does. It, we give this out. It, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So, Kaiser Chiefs, congrats again on the Diamond name tag. It's in the mail. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't get lost at <laughs> customs or something. Uh, Jordan? Yeah, uh, so you have one more, I think. I've got one more to award out. to hand out, and um, I'd like to hand this one out to a member of the staff. Um, it's been a pleasure working with you guys. You know, thanks for inviting me on the show, giving me uh, giving me my own segments, letting me make segments of my own. But um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. The crowd goes wild. The crowd, yeah, the crowd does go wild. But we, I'd have, like, we have a live studio audience. Yeah, we have a live studio audience. They're all worked up, so. But um, yeah, I'd like to give this award out to um, to Alexi. This is oh, the wow. biggest messy hater award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations Lex. Lex. You did it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Wow, Alexi gets to accept. Or he, this is the you second get, speech yeah. you're giving yeah. on behalf of. Well, of the this is actually your award, yeah. but it's like a reverse thing. Um, <laughs> please, crowd. Please, quiet down. About Cra- quiet, guys, guys, guys. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Yeah. Thank you. And we can play that music out. Thank you. All right. So, Leo, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> you might be tiny. I might not be able to see on the pitch. You might be the greatest scanner of all time. Scanner, oh they say. Oh, my God. He just scans. He scans. He's such so, so brilliant. He just walks around. It's he really walks not around that and impressive. He scans. I walk around and I scan, too. And for all the shit I talk, me and you have many things in common. We're both incredible soccer players. And... <laughs> A lot of people watch us and say, I wish I could play like that guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, not many people can play like me. <laughs> but like you, you've inspired a generation of copycats. <laughs> and I hope that uh, everything goes well in Miami and you guys miss the playoffs again next year. <laughs> and uh, I hope you make a bunch of Apple TV money. Thank you very much. Uh, hey. Leo Messi, folks. Give it up for Leo. Give it up for Leo. You did it. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, Leo. All right, we have one more uh, award to give out before we wrap the show up with the big daddy of them all, the final award that Eric will be giving, a, giving away, I guess. All right. So, so I have... You're not, you're whoa, whoa, not whoa, going to go. I got one. I got one award left to give. I got one. 
not want to wear the wrong envelope. Let's have the Oscar situation. And this is going to be the award for best player who never played. Uh, I'm throwing it way back. Okay, she's throwing it back out oh here. Oh my god! Oh man. <laughs> Amy is blowing the back out. What That's the what hell? Amy's throwing it back over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> This room only, guys. They're not supposed to know what I'm doing as I'm talking. Anyway, I'm taking it way back to week seven. Oh. Um, and this is a player that was introduced to me on our Pop 11 of Scammers. Ooh. The mm. best player who never played has to be. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm gonna fuck it up. It's either Gregoire or Gregor Axelrod. Gregor Axelrod. Gregor Axelrod. Gregor. Congratulations. You did it. You did and it. just for the people in the back, in case you forgot, this was a man who, at 10 years old, father told him that he never wanted to see him on the pitch again because he was so terrible. But Gregor loved soccer so much he was determined to play that he scammed his way into getting signed with none other than PSG. Unfortunately, some savvy fans caught on and he did not actually get to play for them. Um, He is now an agent, has written a book, and (laughs) is friends with me on LinkedIn. Oh, (laughs) nice. Hell yeah. This Amy really wins the award. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. Congratulations, Congratulations, Gregor Axelrod. I got to say, just looking at all of the people who have won awards tonight, (laughs) I don't know how much they want to be affiliated with this show, (laughs) but there we go. Um, Finally, it's been a, a night of of uh, emotions, a night of tears, a night of laughter, a beautiful night. We got to see Messi in his sequined uh, tuxedo. We got to see Jordan in his Arsenal tuxedo. Um, Amy threw it all the way back. (laughs) And we have one award left to give out. This is the main award, the big daddy of them all. So put your hands together for producer Eric, who will be presenting the final award of the night. Yes. To close it out, guys, the first ever khakis, I have one award to hand out. <laughs> As you guys are all aware, every week we do picks, we choose who we think is going to win, and one person has stood out this entire year, and it's our one and only residential casual. She has consistently outperformed, I, I think, all of us and has smashed her picks on a weekly basis and i'm i'm impressed hell i'm astounded at what she has accomplished so amy take a bow you did it congratulations you get the pick of the picks final (laughs) award well done. Wow. Congratulations. Pick of the picks. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm speechless. I don't know what to speech, say. Speech. 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 Uh, How do you do it, Amy? Uh, What's yeah. your secret? What is your secret? Well, really just vibes and <laughs> something that Eric knows a bit about a woman's intuition. Yes. <laughs> I know a little bit about that. Yeah. I can relate a little bit. <laughs> wow. Uh, Folks, thank you for joining us for the khakis. Um, stick around. Coming up, we've got uh, next week's picks in the form of brackets, what we're most excited for, and plugs and outro. But for now, let's leave you with a bit of our theme song.
Fuck. Hold on. <laughs> the first ever khakis were brought to you by Banter Bar. You can go here and watch games. And Mystery Jersey King. You can order jerseys from it. <laughs> yeah. Thank and they're you. a mystery. And also, uh, bet365, we can throw your whole career away. <laughs> Thank you, Sandro Tonali. <laughs> uh, all right, that was brilliant. Uh, all right, oh next week's picks. God. We're doing brackets, MLS Cup brackets. Let's go through this. Um, I'll let you, I'll, let's go game by game or kind of round by round. So, first round, we've got uh, St. Louis versus Kansas City. Houston versus RSL, LAFC versus Vancouver, and Seattle versus Dallas. That is in the West. Yes. For my bracket, the only upset I have is Kansas City over St. Louis. I think we're going to see a shock upset. St. Louis is their first year in the league. They're not going to be able to do it. The rest of them, I've picked the home teams and the favorites. Houston, LAFC, Seattle. Uh, Jordy, what did you uh, what did you put on here? Uh, mine is still loading. Well, I, mean, well, I have it right here if you want okay. to look. You picked all the favorites. I did pick all the favorites. Yeah. I, you, I mean, I really thought that, let's see, who did I have? St. Louis, Houston, LAFC, and Seattle. Ah, okay, yeah. So for, for through round one, I got it here. Um, I've got St. Louis over uh, Kansas City, Houston over RSL, LAFC over Vancouver, and Seattle over Dallas. So you also, you just went straight favorites across yeah. the board. All right, who's, who's next? I'll go next. Okay. I Well, first of all, when I was making my picks, I didn't know that the top team was the, quote, favorite or the home team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if that's how it goes, I also did pick all of the home teams. So I have St. Louis, Houston, LAFC, and Seattle. Okay, Eric? Um, I chose Real Salt Lake over Houston because they're the real Salt Lake, and <laughs> Houston are gonna be really salty when they get knocked out. Hey. Oh, Damn, I love it. All right, so that sets us up into the second round of the West. Let's just go through conference by conference. Um, since I had Kansas City beating St. Louis, I've got Houston, Kansas City, and LAFC Seattle. I went with Houston to move to the conference final and LAFC over Seattle. Those are the two. So I have Houston and LAFC. Got it. Uh, Jordy. Yeah, so for the next round, I also have, um, you said, you, I have the opposite. Yeah. So I've got St. Louis going through. So I've got St. Louis um, beating Houston, and then I've got Seattle beating LAFC. Oh. So you think Houston and LA- LAFC will both lose? Maybe Interesting. Okay. Mm. Amy? Um, I have St. Louis beating Houston and LAFC beating Seattle. So you have a St. Louis LAFC final yes. down the West. Yes. Okay, so we got three, three distinct finals so far. And then Eric? I have St. Louis triumphing over Real Salt Lake, leaving them extra salty. For real, the joke's so nice. <laughs> so nice, I have to do twice. it twice. That's it. all I got, <laughs> boys and jokes. girls and everyone in between. <laughs> and then I also have LAFC. Okay, LAFC and St. Louis is your final We're triumphing over Seattle. Okay, so mm-hmm. moving on to Western Conference Final, I've got Houston versus LAFC. I think LAFC will win the West, and they will go to the final. Uh, Jordy. I've got St. Louis beating Seattle. I, I can't see Seattle or St. Louis not getting through to the conference final. So. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I've got St. Louis beating LAFC. I also have them winning the conference final and moving on to the cup final. Wow. Okay. And that's, then Eric. that's pretty bold. I have St. Louis versus LAFC with LAFC coming out on top. All right. Okay. So that means you, me and Eric both put uh, LAFC. LAFC in the final, and y'all both put St. Louis. Interesting. Yep. Okay, moving on to the East. The East, round one is Cincinnati versus Red Bulls, Philly versus Revolution, 
Columbus Crew versus Atlanta and Orlando versus Nashville. I picked the favorites up top, so Cincy and Philly. But then I picked the two lower-ranked teams to upset, Atlanta over Columbus and Nashville over Orlando. Mm. Jordy. So when I became aware, and you explained this to me, that these are a series of games played between these teams. Mm. So I at first had all the favorites to go through, but kind of switched it up a little bit when I knew what the, the format was. So I've got Cincinnati beating Red Bulls. I've got New England beating Philly. I've got Atlanta beating Columbus, and I've got Orlando over Nashville. Interesting. All right, all right. Um, I have Cincinnati beating the Red Bulls. I have the Revolution uh, beating Philadelphia Union, Columbus beating Atlanta, and Nashville over Orlando City. All right, so good combination so far. We're all kind of uh, yeah. differing. So um, I went with the top team. I went Cincinnati over the Red Bulls, Philadelphia over New England, Columbus taking Atlanta, and Orlando winning over Nashville. So you went you went for the favorites across the board. That's a pretty, pretty smart, smart way to do it. Uh, then moving on to the next round, Cincy. I have Cincy versus Philly. I got Cincinnati winning that. They just had such a good season. It's hard mm-hmm. to stay against them. Atlanta versus Nashville was the next one. I think that will be, that if that happened, that would be an incredible match. It would be a bloodbath. And I got Nashville, Hani Mukhtar, Walker Zimmerman, goaded. So I have them playing in the conference final. Uh, Jordan. So, yeah, because I had Cincinnati and New England go through, I'm going to say Cincinnati over New England. And with my matchup of Atlanta and Orlando, I see Atlanta edging out Orlando Mm. and getting through and having a Cincinnati-Orlando conference final. Very interesting. No, you see Orlando edging out Atlanta. Yeah, and then so my conference final will be Cincinnati and Orlando. Orlando. Got it. That would be crazy. That would be spicy. That would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, Amy. All right. I got Cincinnati beating the Revolution, and I have Nashville beating the Columbus Crew. All right. So, Cincy, Nashville. Interesting. Interesting. And then Eric. I also have Cincinnati advancing over Philadelphia, but keeping it a little bit spicy, I have Columbus beating Orlando and advancing. Mm. Setting up. To the... The conference final setting up a hell is real derby mm. in the eastern conference final very nice so uh, it'll be funny we all have cincinnati in the eastern conference final so if cincinnati lose in the first round we're all fucked <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. i have cincinnati beating nashville moving on to the final versus lafc uh jordan what do you what do you have there yep also got cincinnati moving on to the final so i'm looking at a st louis and cincinnati final okay i also have cincinnati beating nashville so my final is st louis versus cincinnati hell yeah i have lafc and columbus in the final columbus are gonna beat cincinnati against all the odds. Wow. How do you even come up with To these? claim an upset. <laughs> remember, how, remember the anguish? Yeah. Like the, he was pouring over these picks. I think yeah. he was trying to figure out how hard he could fuck himself on this bracket. <laughs> it took him like 30 minutes to do this. I'm trying really hard not to win this. <laughs> he, he signed up for MLS Bracket Challenge twice with two different emails. Uh, in the final, I got LAFC over Cincinnati. I, I said it from day one. I think LAFC have this one in the bag this year. Their team is way too talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're going to win. I got St. Louis over Cincinnati in my final because, I mean, St. Louis is playing with no fear. I really think they could, you know, in an inaugural season, if they can if they can win everything, that'd be great. But really, the test will be next season. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I have St. Louis winning it all. I think they're going to beat Cincinnati. I think it's going to be just a great story, and they can do it. Yeah, love an underdog story. So, does so Eric. I've got <laughs> LAFC versus Columbus in the final, and Columbus are going to take it all no against all the odds. Oh they're going God. straight to the top. Wow. And then they're going to get Mbappe for, for next season. Oh going to take the league oh by storm God. because Call Real Madrid won't be able to afford him. Uh, Columbus will. Okay. If Columbus, yeah. if Columbus Apple can money. win the fucking uh, cup, that would be pretty incredible. Uh, you, know, you, then you heard you, it here first. Yeah. Then you will win. Then you're a time Then you will win the, the picks for the year. Yeah. That's, that's a bonus a, round. That's <laughs> a wild, we'll make wild. a new CAC award just for you. <laughs> um, all right. What are we most excited for? I guess this can go for the entire offseason because we're not going to be back. We might do a playoff special, but we're probably not going to be back until a few months. You know. So mm. what are we most mm. excited for? for um, me, most excited for? I mean, immediately, got to get more derbies this weekend. Always looking forward to those. But in the off season, I, I'm looking forward to see the run into the holidays is always very interesting to see because whoever's sitting in top of the Premier League season, they always are tipped to be the favorites around Christmas to win the whole thing. Yeah, ex- except for Arsenal last season. Yeah, who, okay, who whatever. Completely blew That's it. cool, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we, we have, a, it's like a four horse race now. You've got Tottenham, Arsenal, Man City, and um, Liverpool and are up Liverpool there. Liverpool are up yeah. there. And Newcastle. Newcastle, everyone said they couldn't do it last season. They're going to be in Europe. It's going to be too many matches. So No more Tonali, dude. They're, they're no toast. more Tonali, yeah. Toast. I mean, the, the matches are already adding up. They've already got a bunch of injuries, a player out for 10 months now. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if they can keep it up. Uh, for me, um, I'm excited for MLS playoffs. I know that that's like a lame, e- easy, low-hanging fruit, but I just am. Like, I, I love MLS playoffs. It's always a little – it gets a little nuts. So I'm pretty pumped for that and uh, excited to see what happens with uh, MLS Cup, who gets there. Uh, Eric, what about you? Um, I'm excited for the playoffs as well because just it's it's so weird how they have to play so many games and it's not just like a one-off knockout round. So it's going to be very interesting, very hectic to see how it all unfolds. Um, there's also the Manchester uh, Manchester United versus Manchester City playing today, tomorrow. Yeah, no, whenever this, this weekend. This weekend, no. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> And, and then there's also El Clasico. So, a lot to look forward to. Lots of spicy matches coming up. Picante. And, uh, it's, no, I'm it's sure you're also good. excited for the January transfer window. That's not, not so much. No, no it's no. it's ultimately pretty uneventful because you can't get the players that you want. You, you have to get scrubs and you overpay for them. So, it's all ultimately right. not, yeah, not that exciting. Well, I'm excited to see who comes to MLS. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Luis Suarez. Oh, I'm calling it right yeah, now. Oh, there you go. Uh, Amy. Uh, nothing specific. I mean, it will be cool to watch the playoffs, MLS Cup. Um, and then I guess just generally very casually keeping up with the world of soccer. Mm. Just keeping it super cash. Always. Love it. Hell yeah. Champions League even maybe. Who knows? I mean, yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. A lot of options. Um, all right, Amy, why don't you give the people uh, where they can find us, and then we will get the hell out of here. You can find us on our social media channels. We are at Calling All Casuals on TikTok and Instagram. Calling Casuals 
on TikTok and calling is that right? No, it's calling all casuals on TikTok. No, sorry, I meant Twitter. Yeah, God it's damn calling it. casuals on Twitter. Anyway, TikTok and Instagram <laughs> at calling all casuals on Twitter. We are at calling casuals, and you can always email us. Eric has cleared our inbox, so I, our inbox is wide I'm open. Mid room, y'all, ready for next season. Get all your questions and answers in calling all casuals at gmail.com. And we we may be uh, gone for the next few months, but we will keep the feed alive there are going to be uh old segments that we'll just be posting as yeah. full episodes highlights highlights more or less yeah so you'll be able to you know keep learning about stuff you'll be able to play games and to uh, casually listen that. to the podcast it's going to get drilled into your head yeah, whether you like on, it or not put yeah. it on in the background to put you to sleep put it on uh, while you're driving just to get us those plays uh as always thank y'all for listening thank you jordy for being here thank you eric for being here and amy the casual who was the the person who really kind of came up with the show the inspiration for the show <laughs> thank know. you for Alexi, thank steering you. us through a, a tumultuous no, first season no, no. inspiration we, we for the it, show though. tagline mm-hmm. yeah the casual the titular casual yeah. um yeah but thank you guys for listening as always keep it casual, casual. Shishkin Productions Podcast.